Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Who can speak to dry bones? And why are we talking about things like this? We're talking about it because there is a multiplicity of churches around us now. There are so many churches around, including this one. And there are so many, you know, every church, you know, there are churches in every corner. And like I used to say to people, there are more churches than church goers right now. There are more ministers than <laughs> church leaders than, uh, that, are, that you have church members. And if you are like me, you would have wondered with the purification, uh, with, with the multiplication of churches around, you will want to, you, you want to, you, you want to admit, uh, kind of imagine that you will see a little bit of righteousness in our community. Okay. That you will assume that with the myriads of people claiming to be ministers and claiming to be Christians, you will expect that their neighborhoods will be more godly, that our marriages will have a little bit more fidelity, and our integrity will be, there will be more integrity in our government. In other words, there should be a corresponding impact of the number of churches to the behavior that we see in our communities. And that is what, you know, but that is not what we see. And the Bible tells us in the book of Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, reading from verse number 1, the Bible says that, Know this also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of themselves, you know, lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, ever learning, ever learning, and never, and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, the churches will grow. Informations will increase. A lot of people will call themselves the anointed men of God, including yours truly. But the thing is that there will ever be a lot of learning, but they will never be able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There is no need for me to tell you that we are living in the last days. You know it, I know it, that we are living in the last days. A time when men have a lot of knowledge, but very, very little wisdom. A time when a lot of people have a lot of information, a lot of facts in their hands, but very few discretion and very few common sense. And one of my teachers used to say when I was in high school, he said, common sense is not common. And we see it right now with a lot of things, people coming to church, people spending time in church. There is, there, there, there is that, there's that sense of, you know, there, there, there's that feeling that as you, as we get more, acquire more information, even Bible information, people seems to lose the common sense. And this is what we see in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 8, reading from verse number 11, prophet Amos of the, of the, of, 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 of days gone by said, behold, the day comes, said the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land. Not the famine of bread, nor of the thirst for water, but of the hearing of the word of God. In other words, people will gather together, call themselves by the name of the Almighty God, but the word of God will be scarce in their midst. This happened in the days of Samuel, where the word of God was scarce, and people were not able to hear the word of God the way it was supposed to be. In other words, we live in a time when the people are living in hunger. People are hungry in the midst of plenty. There are so many churches, so many men of God, so many places of worship, but the word of God is scarce. Where the word of God has become a scarce commodity in our community. And as a result, many are drying up in their spirit. Many are drying up in their soul. 
There are so many people who come to church, but they find that the refreshment that comes in the presence of the Almighty God, the refreshment that comes from you being associated with the Almighty God, that refreshment is not there. Many come to church hoping to be fed, but what do they get? They get human philosophy disguised as the word of God. There are many people who talk to believers, who encounter believers, who say that you are a Christian. I want to hear something from you. I want to enjoy the things that you enjoy. But what they find is that you, what they have been told is just pop psychology. Hey, your God can do it. Yes, your God can do it. That's not the question. That's not the issue. But how does the Lord do it? The word of God that, pre- that makes the basis for which God operates in our individual life, those words are missing. Okay? As a result, people faint. Their souls are drying up. For lack of nourishment. And that is why we make all these declarations, we make all these claims, and yet the reality of what we say is not evident in our lives. What you find is that there is a gap between the proclamation, they say, yes, my God can do it, and the reality that we live with. People seek God, seek God, but it appears as if God is far away. Many pray and it appears that God is not interested in what we're saying or what the prayers that we're praying. And that is why this morning the Lord is asking us as believers. The Lord is asking us as a church. The Lord is talking to those of us who are called Christian. Is there hope for the famished souls that we encounter every day? Is there hope for the famished souls? The one that we meet at work? The ones that are in our family, the ones that are in our church, the ones that are around us. Is there hope for the famished souls that we meet? God is asking you, is there, and, and, and is asking me, can these dry bones that we meet every day, can these dry bones live? The dry bones that we interact with when we go to work every day. You look at them and you know that the weight of this world is upon their shoulder. You look at the people that you are sitting next to every day and you see that, yes, these people do not seem to have any hope for tomorrow. The Lord is asking you, the Lord is asking me, those of us who have encountered the love of God, those of us who have encountered the grace of God, those of us who who claim to enjoy the spirit of the Almighty God, the Lord is asking, can these people that you meet every day, can their bones live? Their dry bones, can they live? Can these bones live? Believers who have been given the responsibility to preach the word of God or to declare the word of God to a dying world, are we ready, are we willing, are we able to be able to declare the word of God, the life-giving word of God to the people that we encounter on a daily basis? Are you qualified to speak life to the dry bones that you encounter every day? That is the question we want to deal with this morning. Are you qualified to hear the word of God? Are you qualified to faithfully communicate the life-giving word of God to the people that you meet on a, gener- on a, on a, on a regular basis? This generation that is family for me, that is, uh, that is hungry for the word of God, that is dried out. They think they don't need God. But you and I know that the condition that they are living, the only solution that they have is the word of God for their life. Are we ready? Are we qualified? Are we equipped to speak to these dry bones? Ezekiel 37. Reading from verse number one, the Bible tells us that the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Lord, you know. From this verse of the scripture, you see that the valley was full of dry bones. In other words, you look around you. It's not very far. It's not very difficult to see. The people that we encounter, you know that their, their soul is hungry for something. The people that you pass on in the grocery store, you know that people are, that these souls are hungry. You know, I tell you, for, for the work that I do, I travel a lot. 
And there are cities that I go to, you can see the faces of people when you walk on the street, especially when I go to the northeast area. You will see people, you will know that these guys are tired. You will know that they will give anything to just be able to stay at home for that day. But because of the affairs of life, because of the demand of life upon their life, they have no option than to get up, go through the subway or go through the metro and to get to their work. Can this bones live? The Lord is saying that the valley is full of dry bones. Today, our churches are full of people who have lost hope in organized religion. There are people who have no, whose spiritual life is nothing to write home about. People with little relationship with the Almighty God who fellowship with us every day. People whose interest in church is only to see what can the Lord do for me. These are the conditions of the people that we meet and that we live with and that we fellowship every day. And the Lord is asking us this morning, can these dry bones live? And you will see. That the dry bones are not just, you know, they are not just a tiny portion of the population. They are not a tiny portion of the church. The Lord is saying, look at that, if you look at verse 2 of that, Ezekiel 37. The Bible is saying that, he said, there were very many in the open valley. In other words, there are so many people who put on happy faces. And they come to church. But inside of them, there is a tornado going on. Inside of them, there's a lot of unsettlement. Inside of them, you all you have to do is to push the wrong button and that person will explode. The Lord is saying that there were very many in the open valley. In other words, the Bible is saying that these people are not just a small, they are not just a small minority. And not just that there are many, the Bible says that they are very dry. There is a difference between when you are dry and you are very dry. Okay? When you are very dry, it means that there is no life. They are completely gone. Okay? The Lord is saying that there is no life in them at all. They come to church. They speak the church language. They do the things that we do. They know the church lingo. But the Lord is saying that their bones are very dry. And the Lord is asking Ezekiel, and it's just like he asked Ezekiel, knows this is asking us, can these same dry bones, the people that have no life in them, the people who are pretending and they are playing church, can all these people live? And Ezekiel answered, Lord, you know. Lord, you know. That particular person that is resistant to the gospel in your, your, your place of work, that person that is hostile to you in that apartment complex, the Lord is asking, you know, can this person leave? And Ezekiel said, God, you know. You know the ones who should be saved. You know the ones who can be delivered. You know the ones who can be set free. Lord, you know. And the question is, how did the dry bones get to the point of dryness? How did the church get to the point where people just come and we just play church? How did we get to the point where we find our Christians who are claiming to have a relationship with the Almighty God have the same problem like the people who have never met with the Lord? The same people who have never called themselves Christian are having depression. Members of the church are having depression. The people who are not, who are not Christian, they have all sorts of issues. The same issue that they have is what is going on in the church. How did the church get to this point? How did the dry bone get to the point of dryness? Okay? Let me submit to you that the dry bones becomes dry when the soul is not connected to the source. In other words, we come to church, but you are not connected to the source of the living water. You are not connected to the source of the living water. As long as there is a disconnection between the soul and the source of the life-giving uh, life uh, uh, water, you will find out that that soul will be dry. Number two, when the presence of God is missing in the assembly of his people, the souls will be dry. When the word of God is cast in the midst of the people of God, the souls will be dry. When the spirit of God is absent, the souls will be dry. When there are troubling conditions that continue to persist in the life of an individual, you find out that the souls will be dry. 
Jeremiah. The psalmist said, Lord Almighty, he said, let the rod of the wicked not rest upon the lot of the righteous, so that the righteous will not put his hands into iniquity. The reason I made that verse is there is because when there is a condition that is persistent in the life of a believer, and that believer is praying and praying and praying, and the result is not forthcoming. And that person begins to wonder, is this whole Christian business even real? Is the Lord God Almighty even real? Is the word of God even true? Is the promises of God even true? When you begin to have a persistent troubling condition, the soul becomes dry. When prayer appears unanswered, the souls become dry. When the enemy goes unchallenged, the soul becomes dry. Because when you are fighting an enemy that is stronger than you, when you are facing a condition that you cannot resolve, it will come to a point where you just say, you throw your hands up, and that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. That is how I believe that the church got to the point where we are. Most importantly, the bones will be dry and remain dry until individual ministers, until individual believers, until those of us who call ourselves Christian begin to realize that we have a problem. Because if we come to church, and we believe there is no problem. We sing our two fast song and two slow songs. We clap our hands and we do all the things that we do. And we believe that we have given God what God what belongs to God. And we go about our normal business. Our souls will continue to be dry and we will not realize it. But the time that you will break that cycle is when you realize that there is more to serving the Almighty God. There is more to prayer. There is more to the Word of God. There is more to the revelation that God can give you. There is more to where God can take you. There is more to the hearing of the Word of God. The things that God can show you, great and mighty things that you do not know. When your soul is hungry for more, that's when you know that yes, there is dryness. But when you don't know the difference, you don't even know that there is dryness. Okay? So dryness will persist. Until the ministers of God and the individual believers and the people that call themselves by the name of the Almighty God realize that there is a problem. And that is why this morning I want to ask you, who amongst us, who amongst us that call ourselves Christian is qualified to speak to dry bones? Ezekiel 37 again, reading from verse number 1. The hands of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirits of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it is full of dry bones. And it caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, and I answered, O Lord, you know. Verse number four. Again, he, uh, he said to me, prophesy to this bo- to these bones. And I said to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. From this verse of scripture, the Lord is painting a picture for us of a man that he has commissioned to do something for him, to speak, to drive wounds on his behalf. The Bible tells us that God Almighty commanded Ezekiel. He said, prophesy unto this dry bone. And Ezekiel spoke to this dry bone. I say to you this very morning, by the Spirit of the Almighty God, that every dry bone, every dry area, every area of your life that needs the reviving power of the Almighty God, will receive that revi- they will receive that fresh power from heaven in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now those areas that need a touch of the super supernatural. This morning by the power of the mighty God, that Lord those areas will receive a touch from heaven in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That virtue from heaven, oh God, just like it flowed into the life of that particular woman with the issue of blood, will flow into your life and your circumstances this morning in the name of Jesus. That freshness, oh God, that only is present in the presence of the almighty God will attend unto you this morning in the name of Jesus. God said to Ezekiel, he said, prophesy to these dry bones. And Ezekiel said, and Ezekiel did. 
The question that comes to mind is this. What kind of man, what kind of believer, what kind of Christian is able to speak to dry bone? What kind of man, what kind of a woman can speak to dry bone? The kind of man or the kind of woman, the kind of boy, the kind of girl that will speak to dry bone is the one that is able to receive the word of God. The Bible tells us, he said, the hand of the Almighty God is upon me and brought me to the spirit and brought me in the spirit of the Lord and set me in the midst of the valley and full of bone. And it's a, a bad person who is going to be able to speak a word of comfort, the word of healing, the word of deliverance, the word that will take the people who are in dry bone from where they are to where they need to be. The word, that particular person must be a man who is able to receive the word of God without question. A man who is able to receive the word of God without argument. A man who is able to receive the word of God without question, without debating with the Almighty God. That is the person who can speak the dry bone. Because the Lord will tell you to say things. Some of the things that they will ask me to say might be, might be completely unreasonable. Some of the things they will ask you to say might be completely, you know, foolish based on your own understanding. But if you are going to speak to the life of somebody, if you are going to be able to speak to the life of somebody and make a change in that life, you must be able to receive the word of God without question. Like I said, there are people who put on happy faces and they come into our midst. But beneath them is a hurricane. Beneath them is, you know, is, a, is a time bomb that is about to explode. When the Lord gives you the word and you look at the face of this brother and you look at the face of the sister, everything seems to be together. Everything seems to be organized. And then the Lord is saying, pray for that particular person concerning finance or pray for that person concerning one particular thing. You look at this person. The man is looking nice. He's wearing an Armani, you know. And then you say, I should pray for his finances. What kind of things do you want me to say? No, the person who will speak the word of refreshment in to the life of the dry bones must be a man that received the word of God without question. Receive the word of God without argument. Receive the word of God and say, Lord, this is what you said. You know better. That's it. Number two, the one who will speak, the, who will speak to dry bones is the one that releases the word without embellishment. You release the word of God without embellishment. In other words, God says A, you say A. God says Z, you say Z. You do not add to it, you do not take away from it. You don't add to it because you think that it will make you better. Or you do not take away because you are afraid of what the people will say. The man or the woman or the boy or the girl who will speak and bring refreshment into the life of his hearers must be a man that releases the word of God without embellishment. The one that says exactly what the Lord told him to say. Number three. The man or the woman or the boy or the girl that will speak to dry bones and comfort their souls must be a man that relies on the word, that relies on the word for manifestation without manipulation. What does that mean? It means that you say the word of God. You release the word of God the way it was given to you and you allow God to do his own work. If the Lord, if you have truly heard from the Lord, the Lord will fulfill his work. If the Lord has told you A is equal to B, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, if that is the word of God, if you allow time, that word will come to pass. It is the only time you manipulate the word of God is when you think about it, is if it's just generated by you. But the man that will speak refreshment into the lives of the people that comes in contact with him, the man that will speak refreshment into the lives of people that he meets on a daily basis, is the person that declares the word of God and allows it to manifest without manipulation. You don't try to engineer it. You don't try to help God out. From this pulpit, we have told you a number of times the danger of trying to help God do his job. You ask Abraham, you will find it. You ask Jacob, you will find it. These are guys who said that, okay, God was too slow and they wanted to help and they ended up in trouble. The man that will speak for God is the one that relies on his word for manifestation without manipulation. 
And I know that this, you know, to every believer, every one of us wants to see God move on our lives. Every one of us wants to see God move on our behalf. We want to lay hands on people and see the result happen. We want to pray for people and see them healed. We want to see them delivered. We want to, we want to do the kind of ministry that people like Ezekiel did. But we want to be able to do the things and see the result. But the question is, are we willing to travel the roads that they traveled? Are we willing to undergo the things that they underwent? Are we willing to be able to face the challenges that they faced? If you read the book of Ezekiel, you know the guy was really messed up by God. God did some real nasty things to that guy. But he, at the end of the day, he got some, he got some result. If we who are called by the name of the Lord want to do the things that the saints of old did, then we must go beyond infatuation. Speaking to dry bone is not just wishful thinking. Speaking to dry bone is not something that is not ministerial infatuation. Speaking to dry bone requires you being able to hear the word of the Lord, being able to release the word of the word and the Lord, and being able to wait for God to do what God only can do. Receiving the word of God, releasing the word of God to those who need to hear it, and allowing God to do what only God can do. Now, this might sound very, very simple. But I tell you, it is not as simple as you think it is. When you are praying for someone and the Lord drops it in your spirit, say this thing. You probably, you probably think twice. Are you, you begin to bind the spirit of God, which is an impossible thing. You can't bind the spirit of God. But when the Lord says certain things to you and you hear, you begin to wonder, am I, is this my head or is this God speaking to me? It is not as easy to hear the word of God and release it. It's not easy. But for anyone, but if you make up your mind to speak God's word and not your own, it becomes easy. When you make up your mind that you are happy to be, you are, that you are happy that he increases and you decreases, then you can speak his word easily. When you are happy that you will come, you know, when you have made up your mind that you are going to forsake the quest for popularity, it is easy to declare the word of God. Because the word of God is not popular. The word of God is not interesting. Okay? So when you have made up your mind that you don't care about what other, what other people's opinion about you, it's easy to speak the word of God. If you decide that you are going to forsake all and follow him, it's easy to speak the word of God. Especially when you walk up to somebody and you are saying, you are praying for miracle, you are praying for miracle. But the Lord is saying something is in your life. Unless you drop that thing, the miracle you are seeking will not come. That is not a popular word. Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody wants to hear that they are the best thing that ever happened after sliced bread. Okay? And that's why you see a woman that have a very, sorry, a not so beautiful child. They say, oh, my princess, and you, you know that this child is really not very, well, that's a story for another day. If you decide to follow him, then it's easy to say the words. Receiving and releasing the word of God is easy if you are only seeking his glory and not your own. Okay? So let me go back to the question after digressing. Let me go back to the question. Who is qualified to speak to these dry bones? To answer this question, let us look at the life of a man and a woman that will speak for dry bones. The life of the man or the woman who will speak to dry bone is number one, a life that is called of God. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you have accepted the call of salvation, the call of God is upon your life to be able to speak. So the one who will speak to dry bones is a man that is called by God. Number two, the person that will speak to dry bone is a person that is called, you know, before I jump to number two, let me just quickly give you an insight. If you are called of the Almighty God, what it says is that the Lord Almighty has a special assignment for you. The Lord is saying that, yes, I have a responsibility for you, and I'm calling you to be a part of that particular work in this, you know, in this side of eternity. And why is that call important? The call is important because when you do not have your call, when you do not have your assignment given unto you, 
by the Almighty God. What it does is that you are on your own without a call. When you try to do God, do God's work without God's invitation, you are on your own. Number two, when you try to when you try to speak to dry bones without the call of God upon your life, you and your God is not obligated to pack up your word. If you declare to say, "Thus says the Lord," everyone that is famished here, the Lord said is going to bring peace, and He has not asked you to say that. He has not told you to say that. He has not called you to say that. You are only declaring your own. God is not obligated to honor that word. He's not. That is why the call of God is important. The call of God is important because when you don't have the call, you are running on your own strength. You are running on your own strength. And the Bible tells us that by the arm of the flesh shall no man prevail. In other words, when you do it by your own strength, you can, there's a limit to how far you can go. Number four, when you don't have the call, you are not assured of heaven's resources. And that is one thing that always boggles my mind. A minister who claims to be speaking for Christ and yet does not believe the Bible. I don't know how they do this kind of things. I was reading a particular news article when a minister says that he's both a Christian and a Muslim. And I wonder, which one are you speaking for? Which God are you representing? When you don't have the call of God upon your life, when God has not invited you to the party, if you go there, you are not assured of heaven's resources. And to qualify to speak to dry bones, you must be called. You must be called. You must make sure that you are invited to the party before you show up. Please. I don't know what you do, but you know, back home, back home, you know, in the, in the, in the neck of the wood where I come from, there are days where we get crash parties. And when you get crash party and you don't have the invitation, very sorry, you will stand out there for a very long time. Nobody lets you in. The same thing here. You can be, you can, you can speak all the tongues that you want. You can try to manifest whatever gift that you think you have. But if the Lord has not called you into a particular assignment, going into it, you are simply wasting your time. Number two. The life that speaks to dry bone is a life that is commissioned by the Almighty God. A life that is commissioned by the Almighty God. Look at Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 7. He said, you shall speak my word to them. Whether they hear or whether they refuse, for they are rebellious. Son of man, I have made you a watchman over the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning for me. Ezekiel 3.16. The Bible is trying to let us to understand that the person who will speak to dry bone is a man that is commissioned by God. If you are going to be able to minister to that person sitting next to you in that cubicle or the person that you meet every time when you go to the grocery store, you must be commissioned by the Almighty God. It doesn't mean that somebody has to pay a major ordination service for you. It simply means that you have to be a person who recognizes the assignment that God has given unto you. When the way you, with every call, there is a commission. To Ezekiel, God gave him a commission. You will speak my word to the house of Israel. The same thing, we are given that responsibility to speak. But the interesting thing is this. You know, I do, I normally like to refer to the neck of the wood where I come from. There's something that we used to say there. We used to say that the person, you say you are not afraid, so you say you should be, you are afraid of the person that gives you an assignment to deliver a message. You are not afraid of the person that you are going to deliver the message to. Okay? In other words, you should be afraid of the guy that tells you, go and do this thing for me. Not the person that you are going to be giving the message to. Unfortunately, in our present day society and our condition here, we have turned the whole thing around. We don't care about the person that gave us the message. We are afraid of the people that we are supposed to give the message to. 
Because number one, we know so for some reason we have lost sight of the majesty and the glory of the Almighty God. We have lost sight of the power of the Almighty God. And because we don't know, we, we don't know the, the, the danger of walking against the Almighty God, we are afraid of the people that we are supposed to speak to rather than the God that has given us the assignments. You know, and if you are a commissioned person that speaks for the Almighty God, you know what God requires of you. You know the danger of disobedience. Then you will tell the people exactly what the Lord wants you to tell them. That's what the Bible was telling us in the book of Ezekiel. He said, I've made you a watchman over the people. He said, hear the word and give them warning for me. And then he turned around. He said, if you hear the word and you refuse to tell them, the Lord is saying very simply, he said, and if they perish in their sins, he said, then I will require their blood in your hands. That is to tell you the gravity of what we have been given, the responsibility I have been given. Telling the people what God says is more important than how the people feel about you. Everybody likes to be loved. I would like to be loved. Although yesterday I didn't feel much love when some people were rooting for people who were stoning me with water. But that is a story for another day. You know, that is a story for another day. You know, but the point is that everybody wants to be loved. Everyone to everybody wants to belong. But if you are commissioned, if you are called by God, if you are commissioned by God to speak truth and to speak life into dry bone, not everybody will like what you're saying. And telling the people what God says is more important, okay, than how the people feel about you. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.